Hey guys, welcome back to For Fit Me Not. This is Red. Today our topic is a little different. It's going to be about education and fitness. And we're going to talk specifically about children in lower income areas. We all know with the climate today that there's a huge disparity for those with lower incomes and specifically for children of color. What we're seeing across the country is that those kids are affected in the fitness world too. This topic is really important to me, especially as a mom, because I think all children should have the same access to education about why they're exercising and why they need to so that they can live long, healthy lives. But they should all also have the same access to quality equipment. And every child in this country is required to go to school, but they aren't all given the same education. And there should be some kind of standard across the country that changes that. There's a sliding scale for those in lower income areas and they get the short end of the stick. Over the last few decades, funding has been cut for non-academic programs. So you, like your art programs, including music and PE has also been hit by this. A study done in 2005 for Health Education Research Journal address this and the fact that most PE classes aren't even educational anymore and that they don't even meet the fitness requirements set by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This particular study was done 15 years ago and since it was published not much has improved. And to make matters worse we know now that people in lower income areas are generally at higher risk to be diagnosed with preventable chronic illnesses. So your heart disease, your diabetes, strokes, cancer. With the recent rise in numbers of both heart disease and diabetes for children, which is terrifying, and the risk this poses on them as adults, this cannot be ignored anymore. PE classes offered haven't changed much. They're still focused on groups versus individuals, which leads students to not get what they need. Then you add to that the fact that the classes focus almost always on fitting in activity more than educating them. I know when I was in PE all through school, we would go in, put our uniforms on, and then it would be, okay, today, guys, we're going to play basketball. We do that for an hour, and then we change, and we go back to school. Never was I told, this is helping your cardio. This is going to be good for you to... Lower your resting heart rate or add time to your endurance capabilities. So we didn't really learn about why we needed to have these classes, why we were made to take them every year, and there was nothing telling us that we were learning about this so that we could continue it on our own into our future. So the purpose was basically lost. Children in lower income areas and attending inner city Title I schools and even those in the rural areas have the least access to education on this topic, especially children of color. The Journal of Sports, Science, and Medicine published an article three years ago about a study that focused on how to improve the low percentages of meeting recommended daily physical activity, and especially that shown by minority children living in, living in these neighborhoods we just mentioned. It was found that after-school programs proved to get minority children more active than actual PE classes. 
Though the PE classes attributed to some achieving their daily amounts, they didn't provide enough to meet them on their own. So recess still had to happen, but not everyone goes to recess and runs around. Or there had to be some kind of activity done after school. And without being given access to these after-school programs, these kids weren't for sure going to meet these standards. Because if you go home, we don't have any way to prove that they're all working and there are other factors that play into that. So intervention into these communities, bringing these after-school programs helped to provide these kids with the higher amount of activity on school days that they really needed. There are times in which education, whether it's given or not, there's no possible way to apply it. That same year, a study was done in Colorado, and research revealed that while the state had the highest rate of physical activity for adults in the U.S., the children there, and especially the minority children, were still lacking comparatively. Even though most of the parents understood the importance of exercise, most of the youth didn't get the exercise that they were hoping for. A lot of issues that played into this were brought to light about access to quality facilities, like we talked about, transportation to children, for children to these facilities, because parents have to work, availability to sign up children during non-work hours, neighborhood inequity, or just the general lack of information about programs being offered. Knowledge wasn't the problem, but the access was. And those with higher incomes can better afford to pay for sports programs. But those in the rural inner city areas have way disproportionate access. If parents with higher incomes can't be the mode of transportation to after-school sports, they can usually afford someone to transport them or city transportation or they have a babysitter who can take their kids. But parents working two jobs are struggling to pay the bills and they don't have a working car They can't get kids to these facilities away from the school, and they can't be there to pick the children up. Finding a way to offer transportation to kids in this situation is vital to make sure that they get access to the same things that kids in more affluent neighborhoods have. Programs at schools after the school hours, just like in the last study, show that the attendance is higher The rates for the programs can be cheaper because there's no transportation necessary. And you can ensure that your kids are getting what they need. Community gyms should have programs for kids also because maybe a kid goes to school far away from their home. But if it was in their community in a distance they could get to easily and they could go in groups and it would be much safer and much easier to do. And being in your community, us as parents, we're probably more likely to know about these options that are available. Now that we've brought up communities, outreach within these communities can really help with the issues of education and access when it comes to fitness and health. As I was talking about, there's not always transportation offered, but providing buses and community facilities lending their area for availability for after school or weekend opportunities for a couple hours could mean so much to children who don't have a way to get to these programs otherwise or participate. And if the facilities are lending for free or a small fee, it's much easier for those without a bunch of money to afford. Some facilities in these communities also suffer the consequences of this socioeconomic sliding scale. If you look at the research done on the effects of this, they don't have 
access the quality equipment, as I mentioned earlier. And that doesn't lead for safe exercise. So parents aren't going to be comfortable sending their children if things are breaking down and they could get hurt. And the neighborhoods also are not always safe. Walking at night by yourself could be really dangerous. And it gets dark at six o'clock for part of the year. So that's not even that late. So if you went after school as a child and came back at six o'clock, it'd already be dark. And then it's dangerous. And parents don't feel comfortable sending their kids for that. Interventions into these low-income areas and addressing the needs of the individuals could help the entire community thrive. Because if you make the better place for your children and parents feel more comfortable, everyone is getting some kind of benefit. You know that your kids are taken care of. That may make you happy and that'll spread to the rest of the community. It shows a lot of progress in slowing the rates of childhood obesity also. Another study done in a pediatric and adolescent medical journal was based on teenagers in these communities. And it showed that better access at a young age led to encouragement to continue these exercises and engagements into adulthood. And as this industry is starting to grow and gain respect, we need to address how this stuff should be done and conducted for those of all geographic locations and all socioeconomic statuses instead of this study was done in 2009. So it was about 10 years ago. But most of those teenagers have moved on and some of them may have kids now. So if they got access to this better education, that's something they can pass down to their children. Whereas we talked about how it isn't always knowledge that's a problem. We also mentioned that a lot of these people don't have the knowledge. So when you've got these, and as we have these rising obesity rates in children and adults, it's quite imperative that as exercise professionals, we address and solve these issues. Because a good way to prevent a large amount of these diseases is to exercise and to take care of our bodies. How can we use our knowledge to ensure that those without access are given the opportunity? We have this expertise and we can actually apply this knowledge. So how do we make sure they're given the opportunity? We have to address individuals, PE classes, national standards have to be readjusted. We are the ones that can make this happen. We have the knowledge, we have the degrees, we have the will and the want to get people out and exercising. That's why we joined this field. So we have to push exercise physiologists set up studies and run them and get the data and show proof of how helpful it would be to get these kids more active. Aiming at the bigger cities where we know people will pay attention, we need to add in those smaller rural areas too and the lower income areas so that we can really see the disparity between all of these different areas and show them to people instead of talking about it and people brushing it off because they don't really see the facts. The vast cut of funding has to be talked about and has to be addressed. We have to bridge this health equity gap and stay involved in every level. And this starts with community involvement and reaching out to these officials, setting up budgets to maintain these community facilities, volunteer opportunities for students so that we can help them get to college. Could be helping at a local community facility, teaching younger kids how to exercise, taking care of the equipment, cleaning up the facilities, keeping the area safe. In this political and social climate we talked about, it's important to advocate for these policies and provide people with better access and educate people. 
and the importance of the impact of fitness preventing all these diseases could really save a lot of people in these lower income areas as they're so dispositioned. And it's a conversation that needs to be taken seriously. It starts with our children and it cannot continue to be overlooked. We are living through one of the most historic years. There's a pandemic, there's protests, there's call to activism and people sticking to their guns and not giving up and really pushing for these important things. So now's the time that we show with this new knowledge and this growing field and this care for everyone and trying to be more inclusive while not ignoring the differences that we have, but adhering to them, we can really make a difference right now, but it's important that we all try. We don't wait for someone else to step up and do it for us. We in this profession have spent years studying these things and there's so much more to learn, but that means that there's so much more to give. And if we waste any more time, we're not being true to what the goal of our field really is. We have to step up now, we have to care, and we have to start in the areas that have been ignored for such a long time. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I hope this finds you well. I hope it encourages you to get out there and have your voice heard and be a voice for so many who have long been ignored or just don't know how to make their voice heard so that we can change the future and give them a better opportunity than we had and continue to grow as a society. As I said, my name's Red, and I hope you guys tune in again next week for another podcast with For Fit Me Not. Next week's topic will be again about children in fitness, but a little less about education and how we can give them more opportunities. So I hope to see you next week.